and welcome back to another episode of The Riff. My name is Lauren. I'm a criminal solicitor here and today I'm wonderfully joined by Amy. Amy, how are you? I'm well, thanks Lauren. Thanks for having me here today. That's great. That's great. We're glad to have you. Um, Today we are talking about traffic and uh, demerit point suspension. And isn't it isn't it just exceptionally um, fantastic uh, and coincidental? Uh, Amy, you got a traffic ticket the other day. I did, I did. Oh, um, how I, coincidental! I know it's really convenient that um, you know I'm getting this free legal advice on this podcast today about That's what it. my um, rights and entitlements are. So, That's um, it. look, I got pulled over by the cops, um, and yeah, and they issued me with a speeding fine. So. Lauren, what do I do? Right, right. Um, So uh, the first thing, realistically, that you'll do is you'll, of course, call Adams and Partners Lawyers. Um, Of course. But uh, from there, what will happen is we'll come in, we'll have a chat. Um, Now, there's realistically two options. Well, 2.5, you can cop it sweet and go, all right, I'm going to lose my licence. This takes me up to the 13 points or over. Um, So if I cop it sweet, I'm just going to have to figure out what I'm going to do from there. But uh, option, we'll say that's that's option no go. Um, but option after that is you can oppose the fine. If you go, that's crap, I wasn't speeding, nah. Then we can oppose the fine and that's effectively pleading not guilty. Oh, right. Okay. Well, look, I, um, I don't think I was speeding. I think um, I'm being unfairly targeted. It's because red goes fast. I've got a red car. Well, that's right. That's, that's the rules. A red car goes faster. Um, but uh, say hypothetically uh, you, you were going that fast um, and you are going to lose your licence um, and, and you go, look, I, I, I was speeding, but I just can't lose my licence. Then the other option is to appeal the suspension. So, look, you basically say, yeah, look, I, I know that that's what was happening, but um, this, is, this is too harsh a punishment. I can't lose my licence for three right. months. Um, so we'll go through both options. Perfect. Um, so first and foremost, uh, red goes faster. You saying you weren't speeding. I um, wasn't, Lauren. I, I believe you. I believe you. From there, what would happen is we take the ticket, um, there'll be a bunch of information on the ticket and we effectively go to the court and say, uh, no, didn't happen. The court will have a, give you a listing date and we'll go to court um, on your behalf and we'll say to the court, we want the police to prove it. Um, the court will make orders for evidence to be provided um, of how they say you were speeding. So at that first court date, Lauren, is that where I plead not guilty yes so the matter goes to the court um and the court says right what are we going to do with this and we go didn't happen it's just because she has a red car um and then the court will do that and then we will get back the material uh from the police and the police might have might have copped you might have might have done it or there'll just be a piece of paper from the police saying red goes faster gotta get it that's what's going to come out, Lauren. I, I believe you. I, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. But say hypothetically you say, look, I, I was speeding. I was in a rush. I was running late and I just wanted to get home. You know, maths was on. And we all have to keep up to date with Married at First Sight. We do. Um, Scandals, that show is. Oh, yes. Um, so say that's what's happening. 
what we do in the alternative is you pay the fine and then you'll get a letter in the mail from the RMS that says, tough luck, you've gone over your demerit points, you're going to get suspended. The letter will say uh, the suspension will start from this date, so 1st of October. And the date, Lauren, that um, I was allegedly caught speeding? No. So you'll get the ticket roadside um, and say for the purposes of this example, you don't get suspended by the police roadside. Just say they give you a ticket and they say pay it and we'll see what happens from there. Often that means that you're going to get suspended. But you get the letter from the RMS that says, um, from the, say, you know, it's May now and you pay the fine and then the letter comes and it says, from the 1st of October, you cannot drive for three months. And you say, but I need to drive. My red car goes fast. And I need to see those clients, Lauren. That's it. You know? That's it. We're busy. Our We're clients busy. are very important to us here at Addison Partners. They are very important. So what will happen from there is we will write to the court Um, effectively and say we need the suspension to be reviewed by the court. Now what's very important to remember is that the court is not the one initially ordering your suspension, it's the RMS. So what we're basically saying to the court is look we think that the RMS shouldn't be suspending it, we think that the RMS um, is being a bit harsh on us. Now, what we're doing effectively is we're asking the court to override the order of the RMS. We're saying to the court, look, you got three options with us. You can either say, yeah, mate, the RMS should suspend you for three months. You've been going very fast. Or what the court can do is say the RMS were wrong. You're not going to be suspended for the full three months. The last option is the court can go, look, um, yes, they should suspend you but three months is a bit harsh, I'll make it two weeks or a month or something, some variation of it. And they're the options really when it comes to that. But, but I, I, I can anticipate what you're going to say, Amy. What, what goes into that decision? That's right. Mind reading, mind reading at the table. It's almost like we planned for this. I know, I know. We're just all over it here. So when the court looks at whether or not you should be suspended um, or the suspension should be reduced, there's a couple of things that they'll take into account. Um, The first is your prospects of rehabilitation. Um, And what do you think those are, Lauren? You know me personally. Well, I mean, if you get a different colour car, but but I, I think that is a tall order right now. But one thing you can do is go to the Traffic Offenders Program um, and how long does that take normally, Lauren, the traffic offenders program to complete? Well, it depends on the provider. So with COVID, they do some of it online sometimes. Um, but the alternative is you can go for a one full day or you can go uh, for one hour sessions over a period of six weeks. Um, and ultimately, it's where you book in. What we will do when you come and see us is that we will give you a list of local providers. In oh, your... That would be fabulous. Thank you. Yes, yes, we're all over it. Um, now, the second aspect is that the court will have to think of uh, who you are when you're at home. So, obviously, when we get to court, the court will just see the offence that's before the court and your traffic history. 
now as, as we're aware now, you've got a red car. I'm assuming you're going fast for a little while. Look, I declined that allegation. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. Yes. Um, so what we will do to give the court an idea of who you are outside of your red car is get some character references. So people that are willing to put pen to paper to go ignore the red car. Amy is, is, is a good person and she needs her licence and because one of the things the court takes into account is your need for a licence. So, for example, someone who catches the train to work and never really goes out. Um, what about if I drive for work all the time? If you drive for work all the time, uh, then that is a big thing that the court will take into account. Right. The other thing is that if you drive other people around, so people that have kids, kids can't drive as far as I'm aware. Uber drivers? Uber drivers, taxi drivers, all the rest. Sorry, when you were talking about uh, character references, Lauren, who should I go to? Like, who's the best person? Is that my employer? I, I'm concerned employer. if I go to my employer, though, um, I, that I need my license, that they might you know, terminate me. Well, funnily enough, uh, having your employer put pen to paper that your license is a requirement for your job is a huge thing the court will take into account because the court will recognise that if you are going to lose your job on top of not having a license, then that is a massive, massive punishment. But if there's pen to paper to say, look, Amy's got two weeks of leave saved up, what we can do is not terminate her employment, but just make her take the two weeks of leave. The court can go, all right, if I make her have to stay home for two weeks and she can't go anywhere, although COVID has done that to us, that will be punishment enough. An employer is a great person to have. The other person that's really good is if you have somebody from your family who requires you to drive them around. So if you have a grandmother, if you have a disabled child, if you have a disabled member of your family, or just someone that really can't get around without your help, having a letter from them saying, if Amy loses her license, I can't go to the shops or go to my doctor's appointments or things like that. It makes a great difference. Um, or even your spouse saying, we've got to get the kids around. Um, I work away and therefore, if she can't drive, we're stuffed. Because realistically, the court doesn't want to punish your family, your extended family. The court just wants to make sure that your red car no longer goes fast. So I just, what if I can't get a reference from my family, Lauren? I'm a single mum and my kids are all under the age of 10. They can't exactly write a reference for me. What do I do in that situation? Well, a letter from yourself is a big aspect. And often a letter from yourself is something that should be provided and often a letter from yourself is all that, that it can take because not only can you explain your circumstances saying, look, my kids are all under 10, got to get them to school, all the fun stuff that comes with being a parent. It's also your opportunity to say to the court, look, I feel stupid. I hate that I'm here, but I recognise what I've done and this is just more about that I need my licence to keep going. Say that you do have to take that leave in the alternative of losing your licence or say you have to take leave without pay. Um, the court wants to know if having your license suspended will be a significant financial burden on you. So if you're a single mum and you've got to 
pay your mortgage, pay rent, pay some variation of that, all the outgoing expenses that life costs you. If not having your license will mean that those things cannot happen or that you might go into debt, the court doesn't want to impose a significantly unfair burden in that aspect. And what's very important is ensuring that the, the references that get provided include all of those important factors. Because often when you're just writing a reference or you're writing a letter, you don't think of those things immediately. And it's not until you actually get to court and you're trying to tell your version and trying to ensure that the court hears all of that, you need to make sure that those points get put right under their noses. So that's why it's important that we get involved so we can make sure that all of the things that the court can consider, that they do consider it. That's great to know. Uh, is there anything else that I can do to make sure that I get the outcome that I want in court? Unfortunately, my crystal ball is still getting uh, dry cleaned, so I can't give any guarantees and like anybody in life, we, no one can give guarantees. But the final thing that you can do to try and make sure that the best outcome does happen is to come to court on the day, dressed nice, look respectful, and prior to the actual attendance, uh, have Adams and Partners, uh, of course, represent you is, is the... There's no one else in Penrith I'd choose, Lauren. That's it. That's it. Um, that's one big thing that you can do to make sure the outcome's good. But conference with whoever, obviously us, but whoever is going to appear and ensure that they know everything about you that could affect... Uh, be affected by losing your license it's, it's important to make sure that your voice is heard on the day and you do that for me don't you Lauren of course of course we are advocates if nothing else but realistically I think that sums up the license thing I think I think you're going to be fine Amy what do you think look Lauren I have a confession to make oh go on I did speed <laughs> oh <laughs> well I'm sure we can sort it out but look, thank you so much for joining us today, Amy. I'm sure that we'll hear. Thank you, Lauren. I'm, I'm excited to hear from from uh, from you again, and I'm sure you'll be on Crime Time for for a long time to come. Yes, that's the plan. That is, that is. But look, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, if you would like to give us some feedback, you can do that by going onto our Facebook page, our Instagram, all of our social media handles. It's just Adams and Partners Lawyers. Um, or you can send an email to info at adamslawyers.com.au. We'd love to hear your suggestions for podcasts if there's anything you'd like to have us chat about. Um, but otherwise, we will see you next time on The Riff. Thank you again, Amy. Thanks, Lauren. All right. Talk soon, guys. Bye. Bye.